This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show. Mark Dittler, is it fair to say that Brian Cashman's job is safe? I would say most likely. I mean, it's clear that Hal's going to talk with everybody, and at the, end of the, at the end of the day, he'll have to decide officially whether he thinks uh, Brian and Aaron Boone are the right guys to lead the team forward again next year. But he has great respect for Brian Cashman. I mean, you can never say never, but I would get the impression, the feeling, that, that Brian's a good chance, most likely, he will be back. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Not what Yankee fans want to hear. Bringing back the same group, same people that got you into the mess you're in now. Let's just run it back and pull it pull the Yoki though. Bring the young kids up. Sell you on this this crop, this surplus of young talent that's gonna turn things around and you know change some of the folks in the analytics department back in that that last segment we just did you know i love that uh, I, I love chaos call me toxic say whatever you want it's sports talk you know fan bases going at each other it's great lonnie and, and and trey let that gun go emptied the clip on cowboys fans and he started doing the you know last time you know cowboys were relevant tupac shakur was still alive so it got me and joe leo to thinking all right uh, Jets haven't won a Super Bowl since the Lyndon B. Johnson administration. That's a long time ago. It's time to change that. Knicks haven't won a championship since Nixon was in office. You got to go back to the Reagan administration to find the last time the Mets won a championship. That's way too long for these three franchises in New York, man. It's time for us to, to you know, to, to start getting back on the right track. It's funny. You hear Yankee fans complain, you know, 2009, haven't been to a World Series. Comparatively... You know, Knicks fans, Jet fans, and Met fans. And we shouldn't do that because right there is an admission of how far the Yankees have regressed that we got to compare them to those teams and those organizations. But got a lot of droughts here. The Giants, 2011, does that feel like a long time ago, Harvey? You're a Giants fan when you're not watching your uh, NYCFC. Uh, is, is that... Is that long, or you, you, you feel okay with, you know, what's going on? My Red Bulls, for the matter. But, yeah, it is a long time, especially when you had to survive the uh, the Gettleman era and the um, the Pat Shermer era and the Joe Judge era. Don't forget about the man with the suit. Well, what was his name again, the offensive coordinator? Who got promoted in, in 2016? Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo. They, oh they, yeah, he made the playoffs in 2016. He, he came in with the, you know, looking awkward in the big suit. But he was a uh, he was goofy as well. So you've had a lot going on. But 2011, it's not that long ago. Twelve years, not especially because you had two in a what four year span. So I can't feel bad for you. I can't feel bad for no, you. No, I don't think I don't, I'm not expecting any Jet fans to feel bad for me and my giant brethren at all. Especially since uh, we kind of knocked you out of the playoff picture that season as well. Yeah. So what was that Chris was that Christmas Eve Victor Cruz 99 yard touchdown? <laughs> that uh, it's a tough pill to swallow because the, the Jets were coming off back-to-back AFC Championship game appearances. You felt like their ceiling was getting to a Super Bowl that had just beaten Brady and Peyton Manning in the playoffs. Couldn't be, get past Big Ben. But you come into that season with high expectations. And then the Giants happened on Christmas Eve. Victor Cruz did the little salsa dance on your 99-yard touchdown. And the Jets haven't been the same ever since. Joe, 
What's the most you'd give up for a Jets Super Bowl this year? Something of significance. And don't tell me your girlfriend because we know you don't really like her like that anyway. <laughs> oh, excuse you. Number one. Number well, you guys got into an argument, and this was like back in, in June, and you said something along the lines of, we're not, we're not going to get this thing figured out until Halloween, which made no sense to me. You can't like her that much if it's going to take you all those months to get it together. But give me something of significance you'd be willing to give up. This job? No, I need to pay the bills. All right, so. But if, like, let's say, you know, I don't know, Arby's is hiring. So you work at Arby's, you give up this job just to win the Super Bowl. You taking that? No, Lindy, I'm not working at Arby's. Lyndon B. Johnson, that's a long time ago, bro. That That's a minute ago. That that's a long time. I, I want to say this too before we get back to the phone calls at eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We have fun with the Cowboys fans, but I mean realistically, and I feel almost foolish saying this. They can win a championship this year. I mean they they're loaded top to bottom. They've got a huge question mark at head coach Mike McCarthy. I heard Don talking about this the other day. Is he like the worst Super Bowl winning coach of all time? He's certainly in the conversation. We don't look at him as some, uh, you know, as this guy with an illustrious career. He had Aaron Rodgers in his prime year three, and they beat the Steelers in 2010. And then, you know, after that, nothing to show for it. But you know, the Cowboys with on both sides of the ball, man, I, they just they have a lot of talent. And I know we say this every single year, and then we get to the playoffs, and they have that terrible moment against the Niners, back-to-back seasons. And the worst part about it was we weren't even surprised when we saw it happen. Zeke's lining up, and we're like, wait, what's going on here? And we laugh, 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 but, you know, same old Cowboys. If Dak can figure out a way to stop throwing the ball to the other team, which, to his credit, Last year was the only time he really struggled with that. Uh, in his career, he's been pretty good at taking care of the football. But if he can erase those demons that surfaced last year and stay healthy, even though Cooper Rush went 4-1, and one, stay healthy, I mean, they've got a pretty good team. Why did you play that drop, Harvey? You're just not buying stock in the Cowboys? No, never. Is it just because you're a Giants fan? Or you really look at them and you say, no, they're not good enough? No chance. I don't think so. You know, it's funny. I used to think about this with the Eagles until they actually did it. They did it with a backup quarterback and almost did it again last year. I was so angry at every team that lost to them, especially the Vikings. Such frauds. Well, the Vikings were coming off that high of the Saints, and I I called that when it happened. I said, there's no way you can come off the high of beating the Saints the way that you did and have to, you know, six, seven days later play another game. It's the NFC Championship. I, I just did not see it happening. By the way, going back to that Jets Giants uh, 2011 game, do you realize you guys actually had like an outside chance of making the playoffs? No, yeah, the Jets win the net, the last two games, they get into the playoffs. You would have been nine and six, just like the Giants. Both teams were playing for the playoffs, which which is what made it so special. It was spectacular to have both of these franchises, you know, at that point of the season, week 16, in the hunt, and they both needed the game. Thanks. Giants go, of course, go win out, and and you know the rest is history. Yeah, thanks for that, man. I really needed that one. You talk about the Victor Cruz play. I actually, 
Talk about the Ahmad Bradshaw. Oh, the Ahmad Bradshaw. Appreciate y'all. Y'all, y'all were good to us that day, man. Look, Cowboys with their receiving core, they just added Brandon Cooks. Their offense should be explosive. I know um, they lost Schultz, but you you bring in Jake Ferguson, uh, they'll be fine. And you know, C.D. Lamb, he was expected to be that. You know, people questioned could he be a number one receiver? Didn't really look the part last year, but you know, they they've got a lot on offense, and then we know their defense is going to be special. Especially you bring in Stephon Gilmore uh, to go along with Parsons and Diggs and, you know, Leighton Van Der Ash, uh, Demarcus Lawrence wrecking havoc on that defensive line. So this team could be really good. I, we say it every year. It's just at some point it's going to happen. You Giant fans just hope that at, that at some point isn't this season. Big L is in North Jersey. What's up, Big L? Yo, yo, what's up, bro? What's good, man? What's good? I, I love the energy right off the rip. Oh, man, listen, you know what? Love the show. I've been a fan of you for a long time, man. So I'm going to keep this quick and keep it simple. So, listen, Raider fan, born in 75, been a Raider fan since 83, northern New Jersey, holler, all Raider Nation. Now, that's not my point. To the Jets, right? Listen, I got a, a lot of friends that are Jets fans. And you know what? Be souped. Be excited. You know what? Say, yeah, what's up? We finally got a team that let's go and let's rock and roll. You know? I mean, think about it. The last thing they talk about is the butt fumble? Nah. You know what? Let's go. Protect Rodgers. And you know what? Go ahead. As long as you lose to the Raiders when you come to Vegas, <laughs> that's it. Listen, that's Big it L. The, Big L. I, okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you get your, your, your thoughts on the Giants. Let me hear. Uh, on the Giants. Listen. You know what? You paid Daniel Jones a big bag, man, a big bag. You know, I love the coach. I'm glad that you brought Saquon back, but mm, I don't know, bro. I'm worried. I'm worried for y'all. I'm worried for you. And I got, I got no, I got nothing against the Jets or the Giants, but I'm worried about the Giants. And one last, one more point: the Cowgirls. Listen. They're all frauds. The cowgirls are frauds. They've been frauds. I'll put it this way. The Raiders have had more playoff success than the Cowboys had. And everybody on a national level hates on the Raiders. So think about that. When was the last time the Raiders were in the Super Bowl? When was the last time the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl? Holler, one love. Love you, my brother. (laughs) Peace out. Appreciate you, Big L. Uh, what I'm hoping for, honestly, because uh, the Raiders, uh, they're on the Jet schedule this year. I'm hoping that that is the first of two trips to Vegas for the Jets. What I'm really looking for with uh, your Vegas Raiders, Jimmy G, he's a you know one of the biggest injury question marks at quarterback this year, him and Tua. I want y'all to be so bad. Devontae Adams is on the trading block at the deadline. Joe Douglas already today spoke about, you know, him monitoring the the, the you know the, the best pieces that could be available. We're hearing from Joe Douglas coming up. But if Devontae and you talk about going all in, Dalvin Cook is one thing. But you get a little reunion with Rodgers and Adams at the deadline. Oh man, that would be fun. 800-919-3776. Coming up, question uh, question for the masses. Better bet to win a playoff game this season. Rogers, Daniel Jones. We'll talk about it next, right here on 9870 ESPN. 
This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. What you know about this, Harvey? One of my favorite boxers ever was Roy Jones Jr. Oh. And he had this. He had both Method Man and Red Man come out uh, for his entrance with this song. I love it, man. You guys, you got a little bit of sauce. Can't really see it too much by the way you dress, but you know what your music go- selection. What is going on here, by the way? What you mean by that? Yesterday was it was the Disturb song. The day before that, you were talking about my my tucking in my shirt. And yeah, all that you stuff. you just I mean sometimes the, the the you know they say look the part that just falls short with you sometimes. Why can't you just give a uh, a compliment and just keep it at that? I don't know that that that's a bad habit of mine. Like in, in order to compliment you, sometimes I got to beat you down. Just maybe it's just to make you appreciate it more. Who that's knows? A, that's you probably got that from Rothenberg, didn't you? <laughs> Yo, Rothenberg was going at me this morning. I don't know what he that was about. I like you now. <laughs> nah, that's my guy. I'm going to see him. It's funny because people were hitting me up, DM, you know, Twitter, texting me, which is which is cool, uh, asking me if, if, you know, we got legitimate beef. Like, I'm going to this 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 guy's kid's bar mitzvah next Saturday. That's that's my that's my homie. We're cool. What you should do is when, when you just see him, just shoulder bump him. We should do, like, we should play it up, right? Like. Had TMZ catch us, you know, bumping each other. We should really, like, go all in on this thing. It's going to be awkward if it is true that his his mom doesn't care for me. It's going to be real weird when I go up to her and say hello and she just, you know. She snubs you. <laughs> gives me the cold shoulder. What are you doing in that situation? Do you, uh, like, it's his mom. You want to be disrespectful to someone's mom. No, you can't do that. So what do you like? What do you say? Did you do apologize? Uh, should I apologize for having some fun on the radio? It's you know kind of built into the job description. You want to be an entertainer. If I if I came up here on you know on the microphone and shine the shoes every week, then what's the fun in that? Gun to your head, Joe Leo. Does he cheat and stump Rothenberg? And don't be a coward and back out. Do not be a coward. No, he doesn't. How about you, Harvey? No, he doesn't. You guys are lame. If only y'all heard the conversation we were having during the break, I promise you it was a different answer. 800-919-3776. We're going to get back to the phone calls in a moment. Uh, The question I posed just now was, better chance to win a playoff game this year, Jones or Rodgers? And on the surface, sounds a little crazy, right? Just because the Jets and the Giants have different expectations. One team's talking Super Bowl. The other team is, you know— being met with some people who have have expectations that they might not even get into the dance. But you look at, you know, just what's happening. I mentioned the AFC. It's Could you argue eight of the ten best quarterbacks playing in the NFL are in the AFC? You've got the Chiefs, who no one's going to pick against. The Bengals, who I think are right there with them, assuming Joe Burrow's calf injury isn't an issue. And in, in your division, you've got contender in the Bills, Contender in Miami, if Tua can stay healthy, and then you've got the Patriots, who look that that on paper is the worst team in this division, but beating you fourteen straight times, and they employed the greatest coach in NFL history. You have to overcome that. So for the Jets, there's just uh, the path is tougher. Like the team is better, but the route to getting to what you're expected to do is a lot more arduous. Whereas the Giants. They're not as good as the Jets, and yes, their division might be equally tough, though I don't believe in Sam Howell. Stop it, Commanders fans. But just given what the conference is, 
Is it out of the realm of possibility to get to the playoffs and win a playoff game? Like, would it shock you? Absolutely shock you. Giants get in, they win a playoff game, they get bounced once again in the divisional round. That wouldn't shock you. Would it Would it shock you if the Jets, one and done, wild card weekend, they're in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow marches the Bengals down the field for a game-winning field goal, 31-30 final score? I don't think that shocks you. It's going to be fun to play around with that. Notes on Rodgers, 7-9 in the playoffs since that Super Bowl win in 2010. And by the way, we're now three years uh, you know, removed from his last playoff victory. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones won one last season. So I thought this was you know, interesting to talk about, interesting to get into, just because, yes, their, their expectations are different. One team's clearly better than the other, but the Giants have the better head coach. You could argue their organization, more well-run, and they play in a weaker conference. And, you know, this was inspired by earlier. I got, I call them bots. Anytime I, I someone's saying something crazy to me on Twitter, I just say you're a bot. And Elon Musk was supposed to rid us of the bots, which hasn't happened yet. But, you know, someone tweeted at me earlier, Jones is going to have a better year than Rodgers. And I just put laughing emojis. I don't think that's possible. But... If you want to engage in like, which team is going to have the better season, then, you know, we can do that. Brooklyn Jays here uh, doesn't say where – Brooklyn Jay, where are you calling from? Are you calling from Brooklyn? Yo, Ty, stop playing, man. You know what time it is. You know who I am, man. What's you up? You know where I'm calling from. What's <laughs> going on? How you doing? How's everything? Yo, it's been a minute. Happy about your uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Ty. That's what I'm talking about. All is well with you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm blessed and highly favored. That's all you could ask for. Yes, you are. You're on fire, man. And I'm happy that you're on fire and you're cooking with gas. You sound great. Appreciate and you. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. But, Ty, I got, you know, you know, you know, I, I, I go back, me and you go back like laundry chairs on other um, podcasts and stuff like that and stations. But I want to say this that I don't feel that the Giants or the Jets are going to make the playoffs. Why that? Why? At all. Really? Really. Because I got a feeling that the Cincinnati Bengals is going to take a step back. I think Pittsburgh, I think you're going to have three teams out of that um, conference, out of that division that's going to make the playoffs. So you got Cincy, Baltimore, and uh, Pittsburgh all making the playoffs from the north? I don't have Cincy making the playoffs at all. I think Joe Burrow takes a step back. I think they have the basketball, the football version of the Atlanta Hawks. They were hot at one point, and then they kind of sizzle off. So I think the Cincinnati Bengals is going to take a step back in regards to what's going on because you don't know what's up with that cast, and it's indecisive. Fair. So at the end of the day, I just think that they're not going to have enough room for the Jets to make the playoffs. And I think that with – the addition to Ezekiel Elliott, y'all going to be looking at a good fight in regards to the New England Patriots. Because you know Bill Belichick, he's like the basketball version of uh, Greg Popovich. He doesn't have too many losing seasons. And if he does have a losing season like the Spurs has had the losing season this past year, then that was last year. I don't think he's going to have consecutive losing seasons. So y'all going to be in a fight for that. And then when it comes to the Giants, I like Daniel Jones. I think he's athletic. You know what I mean? I think he's a good quarterback. 
But just in regards to the chemistry and and in regards to the Saquon thing, y'all gonna go through the same thing that we went through in regards to Ezekiel Elliott being indecisive. See, when you come to a, when it comes to basically having a nucleus and having things go the right way, everybody has to be on board. And if somebody is playing prima donna, being a cat, not being a dog, then at the end of the day, that messes up the chemistry. So that's why I feel it's going to happen in regards to the Jets and the Giants. And that's all I got for you, Ty. You be blessed on purpose. Thank you for your time. No, appreciate you, Brooklyn Jay. I, I, I respectfully disagree with that. I think the Saquon thing unfolded perfectly for the Giants. We thought this was going to hover over them the entirety of the training camp, you know, bleed into the season. Could he sit out, miss the first game? What's going to happen with Saquon? And then the right the day before, signs that contract, we've heard nothing from him. And he's a professional, seasoned, team-first guy who's going to come in here and uh, once again try to show the Giants why they should give him a long-term extension. I don't think it's going to happen, but at the very least, I think that for right now, that relationship is in a stable place, and it's not going to affect them next year. If you have both the Jets and the Giants missing the playoffs, I would say of the— of the four options, right? It's Jets make the playoffs, Giants miss it. Giants make the playoffs, Jets miss, uh, Jets miss it. Jets and Giants both make the playoffs, Jets and Giants both miss the playoffs. I would say that one is the least likely of all of those four. Chris and Beth Page, my guy, Chris. What's up, Chris? Hey, buddy. Uh, good talking to you. Um, blessings to Nolan Maverick, of course. Appreciate you, man. Um, now, it's funny. Very quickly, I was talking to uh, Joe the screener uh, before I got on. And uh, if you run into Mrs. Rothenberg, just mention Vito Cab, okay? Because that, we, we were talking about it. When Remember the big thing with Stump Rothenberg was doing the double stump? Yeah, yeah. You had it. Right. So I stumped him in the first question. I was going for the double stump. I give him Vito Cab, who was a tight end for the Eagles in the mid-80s, okay? Now, Dave, I have it on recording. I have it on recording. I had all my friends listen to it. It's amazing. He went from, man, I never heard of this. He never heard of the guy. Never heard of him. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's working from home. It's COVID. Definitely Googling it. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's like, hmm, if you're asking it, Chris, it must, he must be from the Northeast. He has to be from the Northeast. <laughs> I don't know where Dave came up with this, but then he's like, so then, and he's going through, I could see the machinations, and I see he's looked it up. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> then out of nowhere, he gets, he goes, I'm thinking Northeast. It's got to be a good school in the Northeast. So how about hmm, either Penn State or, or Penn State? And then he finally goes, Penn State. And I go, wow, that's amazing. And then he hangs up on me, and I'm saying to myself, he went from never hearing of the guy to knowing that he went to Penn State. <laughs> to knowing the so, exact school he went who to. Who the hell are you? <laughs> that's great, Chris. And I have it on tape, too, and I have had all my friends listen to it. To this day, that's and Joe knows too. We were talking about it. Vito Cab. Whenever you mention that, that's the one time unquestionably he googled it. it Wait, was, it was, but Chris, no if this is if this if, if this is during the pandemic, that would mean cheating. that I was producing the show, and somehow I don't remember this. Was I, I I was producing the show back then when this happened? I think for whatever reason, I don't know if you were there because Joe remembers it. He remembers it. Yeah, wow. how to be? It so, was like. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was such a monumental thing that he did. I don't think you were there. Yeah, Ty, I could not have been there because I would have, one, I would have recalled this, and two, 
while I was producing that show, no one had ever completed the, you know, double stump. The double stump, exactly. Wow. You know, it's funny. I just thought I'd say it, and I was so close. I, I had him. He goes, I never heard of Vito <laughs> Kevin. I go, wow, I, I double stumped him. Look, and see, he went, this ain't me. This this is a caller. This is Chris with the allegation. So you can't come at me, uh, Dave. You can't come at me. Okay, right. So just, you're right. It's not, it's not Ty that's saying this, Dave. Because uh, he wasn't producing that day, but anyhow, and I love Dave. Don't get me wrong. I think ninety percent of the time he was legitimate, but there's no doubt. I called that guy every weekend for five years. Literally, that's about two hundred and fifty times if you do the math. <laughs> so you want to lose who I am. Oh man, yo, but, Chris, much but, love to you, man. I'm up against the clock. Right. Call up anytime. You know how I feel about uh, you, brother. Call up anytime, and I better hear from you throughout the NFL season. I'm gonna be teaming up with uh, Brandon Jacobs on Sundays prior to the games, and we'll be going over all the action. Jets, Giants, and not just those two teams. We're gonna be talking about all the games on the slate. So I'm looking forward to that. That kicks off on the first day of the, or I should say, the first day of the full slate of games, which is uh, September 10th, Week One. But of course, I week from today you get lions chiefs from our head uh patrick mahomes and company getting their championship rings hanging another banner so well, we're gonna have some fun and i, I want to hear from all of y'all make sure you guys call up this should be a fun season we've been looking forward to it. we've been you know previewing out of our you know what it's time to finally actually talk about some games talk about you know things that take place on the field and not just do what we expect to happen. Uh, we are badly up against the clock. Earlier last segment, I accidentally hit the dump button, so we're just all over the place. Harvey's continuing to play m- the same song, multiple segments. Joe's doing a great job, but Harvey's got to catch up. So let's get to a break. Return and take your phone calls right here on ninety-eight seventy ESPN. Your mother. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Little schoolboy Q on the program. Thursday night, New York City. Ty Butler going until midnight. We're back on Saturday from 3 to 6.30. Alan Hahn's going to join us, which will be fun. On Monday, Labor Day, I'm on these airwaves from 12 to 3.30. Nick Wright, who's been very low on the Jets. I'm excited to talk to him. He has them finishing in last place in this division. Come on, man. Do it serious, man. We got to get to the bottom of that. So Alan Hahn, Nick Wright, two of my good friends in this business, get to chop it up with them the next couple of days. So looking forward to that. 800-919-3776. The Boogie Down is with my guy Buddha. It's uh, smoking on that loud pack and calling into the show. What's up, Buddha? Listen, <laughs> sort of blank, blank, hand on the blank. Yes, sir. Sipping on a 40, puffing on a blank. You already know. <laughs> so, you know, when, when you were talking to Trey about that 50 versus Ja Rule, <laughs> it just reminded me of being on this hold. You know, I've been patiently waiting <laughs> for a call to get on. I mean, that battle was decisive, quick, and, and <laughs> like, uh, let's talk about Mortal Kombat. Finish him, okay? Quick. Ja Rule, please. G- got him out of here early. And I actually like Ja, man. Ja, like, Ja and Ashanti, that was a, that was a whole moment in hip-hop. People forget I liked just, him ha- too. just how impactful right. that was. But he was destroyed. Yeah, he, you know, he, he had no chance. He had no chance. And the whole thing is, if you do the research and all that, they tried everything they could to stop 50 from getting his career on. Jumping him, stabbing him with a butter knife, the whole thing. But, uh... Cream rises to the top, like my mom always And didn't 50 troll him? Was it Jai? He was trolling, buying tickets, to front rows to his concerts, and, you know, making sure nobody showed up? Or am I getting that confused with somebody else? 
Cause 50 you might did. be right, but all I know is that 50 was rhyming hard and Ja was singing. But anyway, listen, <laughs> I'm watching Kobe Bryant tonight, you know, scoring his 81 points on the NBA TV. And I just have to say, I mean, I miss the Black Mamba. Yeah, man, me too. You know, I love that man to death. And I'm still trying to figure out when did LeBron pass him, much less pass Jordan. But that's another discussion for another day. You know I love you Kobe, know, man. That's That's my favorite player of all time. Yeah, I, mean, I still get all sensitive I mean, when people I, are. I, I, I feel I, like that's a career that has that, you know, the further you get removed from it, people tend to underrate just how awesome he was. Like if he would have yeah. been able to flourish during a social media age where you get the 24-7 highlights and you see the magnitude and gravity of every moment captured on Twitter and Instagram, he would be remembered a lot more fonder than he is now, unfortunately. And guess what? It was also a representation of the times. It was a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more physical. And as a young kid who got drafted from high school, he was able to step up and rise to the challenge. Yep. But we could talk about that another time. Let's talk football. Let's do it. You know, there's two things I want that you touched on that I want to say. First, you were talking about the Giants versus the Jets. Now, with the Giants and their fans, they've been a little overly cautious Rightfully so, because they haven't beaten the, the Cowboys or the Eagles in a millennial. And the Jets fans have been talking so much ish, but they haven't beat the the, Patri the you know the Patriots in a while. So this season, somebody's going to break through. I think, personally, I think I'm a middle ground kind of guy. I think that both teams will, you know, get a, at least a split with their nemesis. And, you know, that, that, that that's a stepping stone. But as far as the Jets versus the Giants, we don't got to talk, deliberate, you know, uh, pontificate, you know, uh, assume or whatever. You, they play each other. So you'll get your answer right then and there. And you got some smoke now with the whole, you know, Jahai Ward and Aaron Rodgers, the little back and forth. We'll see what type of type of energy that brings. Rodgers called MetLife Stadium, JetLife Stadium, and I saw Sterling Shepard weighed in on that. So there's going to be some energy going into that game. Guess what? It's all love, because I love sports. I love competition. You know I'm a boxing guy. Uh, let's do the Mills Lane. Let's get it on. Nice. I mean, let's do what we need to do. You know, and, and we'll, we'll learn quickly who's who and what's what by these first six or seven games of the season for both teams. But, you, you know, when you were talking about the quarterbacks in the AFC and you were saying that some people were saying it's the best that it's ever been, I got to hit that pause button, hold the phone, you know, I've been an AFC fan, like, my whole life, as opposed to, you know, just being a football fan. You know, I was a Steelers fan up until I was about 11 years old. Then Richard Todd had that game against the 49ers where, you know, he came back in the second half. We lost the game, but he threw for, like, 383 yards. And then I became a Jets fan. That, that was it for me. It was a Monday night football game. But, look, in the 70s, in the AFC, you had Bradshaw, you had Stabler, you had uh, Burt Jones, you had Bob Greasy, and you had Ken Anderson. In the 80s, it gets better. Yeah. You right. had Marino, Elway, Elway yep. Moon, Boomer Sison, Jim Kelly, Dan Faust. And then in the 90s, you had... Um, Aikman? Who you had? Yeah, yeah. Late 90s, I would say. You had Manning... And then you had Roethlisberger, and then all these guys into Brady. Into you had, and all, I mean, Aikman and, and Elway still there. Elway winning the Super Bowls. Aikman, of well, Aikman course. Was, Aikman was in the NFC. I'm just talking oh, about AFC. Oh, you're saying AFC just AFC. Okay, yeah, okay, just I'm AFC. I'm saying AFC specifically.
specifically. Gotcha. So when we start talking about these guys nowadays, and I'm not trying to disparage any of them because I like them a lot, you know, we can't put them in the realm of where those guys have been. What we can say is, and, you know, I'm sure you remember this, all of those guys that we have now, it's Kim Possible <laughs> for them to step up yeah. and get into that realm. But I would say this much. It's not going to be three or four guys. It's going to be two a guy. Listen, first of all, Mahomes is the top of the food chain, and I love Joe Burrow to death, but he's still not Mahomes. Burrow is the second guy. Now, where we sit as Jets fans are, we look at Buffalo, and we look at Josh Allen, and I like Josh Allen a lot. There's a possibility, and there's a part of me that thinks football-wise, in terms of accomplishments, Aaron Rodgers is better than Josh Allen. So the Jets have the opportunity, which is all you can ask for as a person, is the opportunity to elevate themselves above the Ravens, above the Browns, above the Steelers, and above the Bengals. Because that's the division where the Jets need to kind of measure themselves. And I heard a, heard a caller that called you before, and he was talking about it in a roundabout way, but he was he was kind of right. And then he said that the the Bengals weren't going to make it because of Joe, uh, Joe Burrow's calf, which was absolutely asinine. If, <laughs> if Joe Burrow was fine, he, yeah, that was, be, they'll win that division. That that was asinine. But look, that's the division that the Jets have to target in terms of who our competition is, because Josh Allen and Tua, between the two of them, one of them is going to rise to the top like Dougie Fresh. And then one of them is not going to meet expectations. And then but you're going to have to, yeah. Then you're going to have to play AFC North. Yeah, you're going to have to meet them. Where you're going to get your playoff yep. berth from. I, I hear that. That's yep. where you're going to get your playoff berth from. I hear you, Buddha. I, I appreciate I appreciate the call, man. I'm up against the clock. You're speaking of Dougie Fresh, by the way, you saw him beatboxing at Yankee Stadium for the Hip Hop 50, eight straight minutes. Wish I was in there. Uh, let's. Uh, wish I was in the building for that. I was here working. Dougie Fresh, man. All time. Let's squeeze E in the car in real quick. What's up, E? Hey, man. Appreciate you, Ty. Got the late night shift. You already but, know, nah, baby. Real quick. Yeah, man. Yo, shout out to you, man. And Kobe, I cried like a baby when I heard that he passed. I was, I was crying like a baby. You and me both. I, I just wanted to say that with the Jets, they always get notoriety for has-been players. Like, historically, since I've been watching these guys. Brent Favre, Damian Tomlinson, like I told the producer, the person who answered the phone. And they don't do anything. They never do anything. So all the hoopla, they look formidable. I'm not going to lie to you. Dalvin Cook is a great player to me. But the hoopla around them is kind of like unwarranted based on the track record when they actually do get these big-name plays. They didn't really do anything with Favre. And yeah. when we played them in Week 8, because I'm a Giants fan, we're going to destroy them because at that point, Aaron Rodgers can only take but so much. And the other thing I wanted to say was some weeks ago, the shows were talking about the Mets and the Yankees, like who's in a better position. So my take is this. I feel like with Hal Steinbrenner, because of Cashman and whatever relationship Cashman had with his father, he's not going to let him go. 
That's scary. You know, that's there's sc- stages of grief. That's a scary place like to be. I worked in social work. And when people have people that are close to them and a relative that might have passed away, they're less inclined to want to, like, part ways with them versus Cohen, where he's operating to me like a fan more more than, you know, an owner. Like, the Verlander and Scherzer to me was like a fan. Like, yo, this is like a fantasy team. Let me put Scherzer and Verlander on my squad so I can try to win a World Series. So the question, who's in better shape, I think because of the switches and how easy it is to just say, okay, I'm going to go from being a fan to actually an owner, I'm going to give it to the Mets. And I'm a Mets fan versus I, the Yankees. I, where how? I hear you, E. I, I, I hear you. It's a, it's a good point to make. And, uh, look, I'm up against the clock. I appreciate the call. Hit me up uh, anytime. Uh, but I hear you. I, I hear you on both fronts. I don't know if the Giants going to destroy the Jets, but if you're skeptical uh, skeptical about the Jets just because of history, can't be mad at that. Can't argue with that. And that's coming from a Jet fan myself. We wrap the show next right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. I did tease earlier in the show we would hear from Joe Douglas. Uh, this is what he said about Rodgers restructuring his contract. That conversation, that discussion is really emblematic of Aaron's entire time here, what he's done in coming here, and it's a truly unselfish thing, what he's done, and it's it's really going to give us great flexibility moving forward and allow us to be aggressive if other opportunities present themselves. You remember the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, uh, they went out there and acquired the running back, Jay Ajayi. And that was, you know, pretty instrumental for them during their run. So the Jets now with this flexibility and, and, you know, if a situation arises where they need to go out there and add, they they can do that, which has to excite you as a fan. Uh, Joe Douglas was asked, uh, you've seen Super Bowl teams. Is this one? I think the common denominator between those Super Bowl teams in, in Baltimore and Philly was it started in the locker room. It started with great leadership, and it was a great combination of personalities, but just great people. I mean, great guys in those locker rooms. And those are player-driven locker rooms, and, and, and you know, we're just fantastic people and leaders. And so you feel that chemistry when you walk out there, when you come into the building every day. There's really good chemistry. And I know you guys have heard me say the most important room is the locker room. And feel like this locker room's in a good place. Now, I don't want to be remiss in, you know, not hearing from the general manager of the New York Giants. He weighed in on sharing a city with the Jets. They were here last year. We're just focused on us. I mean, that's all we can do. That We got control what we can control. And, you know, it's us coming in here every day to work and trying to get better as a team. And if we control our business and take care of our business, you know, hopefully we'll see positive results. But um, I respect those guys over there. But, you know, we're just going to focus on what we can control. I've got nothing but great things to say about the Giants and how they've handled this offseason. Everything has gone perfectly. You don't acquiesce to Saquon. He's a great guy, but don't allow your emotions to get into, you know, you making a good business decision. So you get him back on a, a franchise tag where he can earn more money on incentives, but you're not locked into him. Daniel Jones contract, $40 million. That's a lot. He's got to prove that he can be that guy. But you can get out of it in two seasons. They've added to their defense. They've added weapons to their offense. And they have this low-key, don't focus on us. Don't watch me watch TV. I love it, which has me fired up. I have Jet fans, and we, we, we focus on them a ton just because they have garnered all the headlines, adding Rodgers. But the Giants... 
Don't sleep on them. That's going to be a, an intriguing season to watch. How does Daniel Jones handle the pressure of now being the $40 million man? Brian Dable in year two. Saquon there. Darren Waller now on this team. If he can stay healthy. Their defense added some key pieces. It's going to be a fun, fun season for both the Jets and the Giants. We'll get into all of that on Saturday afternoon when I'm back here, 3 to 6.30. Alan Hahn's going to join me. We're working on someone else. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you to Joe Leo. I would say thank you to Harvey, but that would be disingenuous. Just kidding. Love you, Harvey. Ty Butler signing off, uh, 98.7 ESPN.